0: in a week where Stephen Kingsley has compared to David Beckham and three points are in the bag, there's just no pleasing us gems My name is Jarve and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Cameron. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Cameron, we hope that matchday programmes never go digital. However, something that is, matchday tickets Going forward, I know that season tickets phased in thereafter. after. Uh, this is bad news for some, isn't it?
1: I mean, for anyone that's been to a game this season and seen some of the people trying to get into the stadium, would realise that this just isn't going to work. I mean, this, I, I will say this was the easiest week I've had for scanning my season ticket, but generally, there's just sheer confusion at the turnstiles, and I like to go to the game as late as possible. Um, mm. So no, I think this is a terrible idea. Great from a uh, less cardboard going digital point of view, probably need to go on some, a lot of people probably need to go on some kind of course to know how to work it. <laughs>
0: Aye, it's, uh, it's gonna be an interesting five to 10 years ahead anyway, at the turn, turn sales.
1: You wait five to 10 years to get in? That bad <laughs> think, in the wheat field?
0: I think it's gonna take that long for people to get up to speed with this modern technology. In certain areas, aye, as as a. And Cameron, Scotland have been drawn against Ukraine. Then either Wales and Austria. Everyone knows that. And um, but you keep piping up about something that really boils my blood. What's all these Welsh shenanigans you've been saying?
1: Well, I take all of my information from another man on this podcast, so Hammy's oh. probably better um suited to tell us about it. And then I'll comment. Oh, it from Hammy, was
2: it? When you go, Hammy. So the game, rather than playing it at the biggest stadium in Wales, they're actually going to be playing at the Cardiff City stadium, which I'm pretty sure is like a 30 or 40,000 seater, um, purely because they want less away fans in the stadium. They only want to give Scotland a scene as low as 3,000 tickets. Um, As they think, giving the Tartan army more seats gives us an advantage, which is probably right. Um. And it's sort of similar to what we do up in the SBL, which I'm sure we'll get onto as well, about tickets for away fans. But um, Wales are just uh, playing funny buggers, aye? Eh? Cowards. <laughs> yeah, very cowardly.
1: It's, it's cowardice. Um, I think, why would you not want to showcase this? Is a, It could be a massive game. You've got a huge stadium down there. Great occasion. I think it's just a shame. If that is what ends up happening, we... we I think the thing is, the numbers will go down anyway. If, if we end up playing Wales in Wales, there'll be a hell of a lot of people travel down and then are just in the streets or in the pubs. It makes no sense other than it maybe gives them a, an advantage on the field. And that's just disappointing.
0: Exactly. And we'll be going. We'll be coming. <laughs> Pull me, Catherine. You'll, you'll organise a wee minibus. many will drive it. <laughs> we'll be coming. Um, good. Uh, Hammy, uh, an interesting kind of debate that's been had in the last week. Uh, Harry Stone, is he actually that good?
2: Well, Mr Jarvie, in my monumental free time I had today, I went on a journey. I went through Apartheid Thistle Forum, which was wow. fine. Uh, Pie and Bovril, Kickback, I've been watching reviews on the games of the and just to find out what's actually happened, find out if he is actually good. Now, he played in a 3-1 Arbroath loss um, in August, and he was dropped for there. He had two absolute stinkers. One ball went through his hands at the near post, and then for the third goal, he'd just passed it out to an Arbroath striker who scored. It was pretty bad. He got dropped, um, and then he's not been able to make his way back into the team um, from that, he got called up to the Scotland under 21, sat on the bench, so missed another game for Partick. And then uh, now actually doesn't get picked for the Scotland under 21s at all because he's not playing. And in that time, Jamie Sneddon, who I found out Hart's actually released as a youngster as well,
3: Obviously. has
2: now um, broken a club record of seven consecutive clean sheets. So you're not going to drop the keeper that's keeping clean sheets like that. Harry Stone now can't get back into the team. And Robbie Nielsen was in the press during the week. Um, chatting about recalling him to send him somewhere else to get some um, game time which I think makes sense, I don't think there's any point for him sitting on the bench, from what I can see it looks like just a bit of bad luck, he's had one bad game and as a keeper if you make a mistake chances are it's going to lead to a goal and that's not easily forgotten about um, in, in those highlights I watched some of the saves he was making were great but if you make a mistake it's just it's a killer and we've we've had we've got Craig Gordon, so we don't really see it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I entree. At least at least
2: the club's trying to deal with it proactively.
0: If it's not working out, of Partick get him back. Maybe Jink Simon Jinky needs to maybe even go down another division, League One.
3: It's probably more the the situation that Partick have found a player that is on their books and is better. So why wouldn't yeah. they play him? Even the see even the Partick Thistle fans were very complimentary in saying
2: that you know it's just a uh, that if Hearts if Hearts would be doing the right thing to send them out because he's not going to get in the team. Um, although the, apparently James Steden does have an injury almost every year, so so might make it back into the team when he gets inevitably gets injured. But yeah, I think he needs first team football. He needs to make these mistakes and learn for them and things like that. Yeah. And he's filled out by the way. He's a big laddie, so good luck to him.
0: <laughs> Fantastic analysis and uh, some deep scouting by the sounds <laughs> of it. As well.
1: well, it's good. It's good to know that when our players go out on loan, they get fed. So that's pleased yeah. with that. Right.
0: I think their training centres right next to uh, like, a McDonald's and a KFC, which <sighs> is uh, always good. Uh, good. Thanks, Hammy. Um, another player. Who's potentially not that good, but I'm only joking with this one. He is actually good. Uh, Craig Halkett, he's getting offered a new contract. Hammy, Um, how how are you sitting with that? Do you think that's deserved?
2: Um, aye, I do actually. I know you might not. That was that was too long
1: a pause, Hammy. Too long a pause. (laughs) A no-brainer.
2: Aye. I think he no uh, right. So what I'll say, I I think he deserves it because he's played very well. Even at the weekend, he's played very well. Um. I don't think I want Craig Halkett as my centre-back longer term though, but yeah. he's deserved the contract, he's played well, and I think we need to I think I mentioned it to you, we're, we're getting to that stage at the end of the season where we're not going to have a lot of players, we need to start getting a core of a team to build around rather than rebuilding completely again, and Craig Halkett, Craig Gordon probably no suitor, but like say, Kingsley if we can get him signed down as well, that's a great core to work from and um, Adding some skill and technique in there as well.
0: Yeah,
2: are uh, you used to our big
3: Halkit season ticket holders? Use the leg than this. I think um, be nuts if we fucking let him walk as well.
0: I, I, I thought he was excellent on Saturday. I, I think, in a way, that was one of his best games for us. You know. Um.
1: don't no, I, don't, don't, don't you come over now. don't want you
0: no room on that bus Um, but I I do kind of feel if we're signing players like a Benny, a Devlin if the club is evolving to that level when they're having their good days obviously I just don't think Halkett's
3: part of that still don't think so he's proven that he can do it for us we can't just say well we'll buy a a better centre back because you could have all the indications that this player is better than Halkett come in and nobody better than Alkit, so at least we know what we've got with getting. and we know that he's good enough
1: hmm. You'd have to question who we think we are if we're going to hey. let him walk
0: <laughs> I suppose we, we did miss out on about four centre-back signings in the summer, so there's probably no one left out there to bring in anyway, so but I just uh, I just hope it's not a really long-term deal <laughs> that's what I'm at. two years, I'd be okay with it, I think, that's just me Um, Hammy there's been a lot of talk about Stephen Kingsley Uh, did have a a very good game himself on Saturday scored that wonderful free kick of course there's been people saying and even an article earlier that it would be bigger business for us to secure his contract than John Suter's Are, are people getting a bit carried away?
2: I think people are just now clicking that John Suter might know sign and they're telling everyone they can that he's not as good as he is so I saw Peter Haring would be a bigger loss than John Suter at one point, and uh, Stephen Kingsley, who is a very, very good player. Um, there was a thread on Kickback just said Kingsley more important to keep than Suter. I don't know about that. Um, they're both very good players. I think Suter's been very off form the last couple of games, um, but would longer term with I would prefer Suter, and I think Suter's
3: got the, the sell on value as well, and everything so. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. It's no signing, so it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. Obsolete conversation. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, what, what do you think, Simon? I get... This kind of feels like Kingsley's uh, having a good run in the first team without any injuries. He's kind of been a bit on and off through Championship, hasn't he? So you like him what you're seeing?
3: Ah, uh, he's one of our better players. Get him signed. Because if we didn't, he'll go to a club that are around the level that we are, maybe better. hmm
0: that and he, he improves most well. Almost every team in the league, bar two, yeah. probably. So it's probably yeah. aye, a good indication that we should keep that man and offer him a good good contract. So here's hoping. Then um, I smashing free kicks and all. Uh, Hammy, just finally for you, you, were, you already touched on ticket allocations. Uh, what about what about the Rangers? Is this a shit house today, or are we actually going to sell out here?
2: Uh, I hope we sell out. Um, you can't. Uh talk like that and then have it sitting empty. It just looks a bit shit. Um, there's something that we've been, no, not us as in the podcast, but as in the Hearts fans have been talking about it for a while, that why the hell do we give Rangers and Celtic a full stand to get restricted view, minimal seating when we go there? Um, and the, like, what we talked about the Scotland game is all, a full stand of Rangers and Celtic fans is always going to give their team a bit of a boost. And I think if we can minimise it, and you don't need to give them the full standing, aye, fuck it, give them a thousand tickets. Quality, Right. Uh, it's brilliant. Eh?
0: Even if we lose it, we, we might lose what like ten grand or something <laughs> because of it. But, if my then... only thought
1: is it's, it's, it's not it's not about the cash. It's, I think you'd want to see it sold out. Just it's just for a pure kind of look and being able to say, look, we don't need it yeah. because it, the visual is not great if the rose burns. Half empty, mm-hmm. um, but to be honest, I don't care.
3: <laughs> also, don't
0: care. Uh, it'd be weird, but uh, I don't think I've ever been to a Celtic or Rangers game where they've not had the whole of behind the goals. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, because you, you missed the game it? at the
1: beginning of the season eh, where we were sat behind the goals. Aye, all right. All was, right.
0: There was no Celtic <laughs> fans. Well, the, the was <laughs> outside. Outside getting battered, though. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Well, I'm sure when we were both in the championship, we maybe just gave them half the roseburn. That rings a bell. Don't quote me on that. Um, Bye. I'm all for it. Like, fuck them. <laughs> Cameron, my favourite moment of the weekend came from something you said after the game. Um, <laughs> you, you have been indexing the match officials coming to Tincastle Park. Can you please expand upon this uh, knowledge base you've, you've gained, please?
1: I have a theory that officials in Scottish football over-index in the bald skill. So (laughs) there seems to be more men without hair in those teams than you would see in the rest of society. And I don't know if it's maybe the stress of managing, managing? Of refereeing in Scottish football. But then it's optional. You've chosen to do that. So um, (laughs) what I was really confused about is when the official team ran out this week onto the pitch and every single one of them had hair. I mean, I I think that's going to be the first time of the season, but I'm going to keep a a running score and um, (laughs) then I'll update you later in the season. And, you know, we might see developments as the season goes on because, you know, there's things that can be done now. So you might see some guys that weren't bald at the beginning of the season that are bald, but vice versa. You may suddenly see guys appearing with hair who I'm not so sure about. (laughs)
0: Okay <laughs> <Turkey> here <laughs> oh brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I noticed at the game as well um, on the um, electronic boards at the side of the pitch there was Gary Lock's Derby Delights lunch that's now spon- sponsoring fantastic he's just got so many lunches coming through the year, we need to go to at least one of them
1: <laughs> afternoon oh, dinners
0: a few afternoon lunch dinners and uh, and one more thing for you, Cameron. Uh, Ewan Henderson, who you've been scouting heavily uh, and deeply for the podcast, scored another hat trick at the weekend.
1: Google's Ewan Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. I, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I would like to see him back in January. I'm not going to lie, we were so thin at striker that I think he looked okay as well before he got, went away. And I mean, we can't keep talking about it every week, but. Um, as long as he keeps producing while he's away, this is what you want players to do when they're on loan, and then you want to recall them when it looks like there might be an opportunity for them. And mm-hmm. I think as we go further into the season, there's no way that there isn't opportunities at times for him to play. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like this, surely, like he couldn't have done exactly that. Like he's, he couldn't well, have done think, more to get on his way back into the team now.
1: I know we would, I know we'll go into the game, but. Um, Nanduili really came on for the last 10 minutes and I think that was really, it was quite soon after the second goal and that was obviously just to kind of, when we can take Boyce off the pitch, we'll take him off the pitch as, as he kind of comes back from from an injury and you want to keep him fit going into what will be a really busy spell of fixtures. I think if that was Ian Henderson, he'd have been the one on the pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, definitely. Good luck to him. It was only Bonniere Gros at the weekend, but still a hat-trick
3: against a, a decent amateur side, you know what I mean? Still got to put the ball in the net.
0: Exactly. So,
3: I love impedances in the league. Six goals.
2: Great return. I think it's... But yeah, that was in the cup that I had a trick, I suppose.
0: Right, fair play, Tim. So Simon, on to footballing matters. Uh, four changes made ahead of the game.
3: So I think that um, the four that came in were Halkett, Halliday... Liam Boyce and Gary McKay-Steven hey. Perfect, absolutely nailed it um, So yeah, it was the usual 3-4-3, three, three, I suppose we call it now But um, Our full-backs were Andy Halliday And Michael Smith, who have a combined age Of 66 Now that Halliday is A 30-year-old man Who belongs <laughs> Fucking hell Um so yeah, uh, usual usual tactics from Hearts sort of try and get the ball down, play it about. Um, I thought we, we alleviated the press quite well. I thought there was some good passing whenever um, St Mirren did try and press a wee bit. I do think there's becoming an issue with a two-man midfield. I think teams have realised that they just need to put an extra man in the middle of the park and pass it round. And Cammy Devlin and Benny can cover as much ground as they want. The ball's always going to move faster and a good team is going to exploit that. And even St Mirren, who are a shit team, did have moments where they created space in the edge our box and were pulling one of the centre backs, usually Halker or Suter, out of place. So something to watch there. And also, Michael Smith and Andy Halliday can't they play fullbacks in this system. I thought Michael Smith has the energy, he has the fitness to get and about the pitch, and he, he covers as much ground as anyone else. But then, I don't really want to see him round our box very often. Round the, the opposition's box, and Andy Halliday, he didn't do anything wrong. But it's because he didn't do anything. <laughs>
0: yeah, I completely agree, Simon. Uh, for Andy Halliday, just looks quite lost with the the formation quite a lot of the time. Like he was finding himself standing in really strange positions and everything.
3: I uh, he was up against um, the fullback for Saint Mirren, uh, Richard Tate, who's quite an athlete. He's quite a physical guy, and the they just played long balls sort of down that channel and, and made Tate and Andy Halliday compete for it and Tate was winning it every time.
0: Mm.
3: It's difficult for him because Andy Halliday must know his limits and I do think he's, I don't know, I think me and Cameron maybe disagree a wee bit about this. I do think he is usually better at left-back, but I just don't think he's hes just good enough for the squad
1: anymore. I'd, I'd, yeah, I mean, we spoke about, I think, actually his best position for me is, is holding midfield. Um, I think he looks better there than he does going up into the wing, but that's uh, kind of, I don't know, it felt like an energy thing to me. It I, I didn't feel like he really wanted to get into the game. Mm. And yet, so that's more exposed, I think, when you're playing on the wing there than, than maybe a holding midfield, but I think he looks better.
0: Yeah, he's got no chance getting in there.
1: It um... <laughs> wasn't a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just bizarre. When the season started, Andy Halliday was playing in centre midfield against Celtic. He was one of our starting centre midfielders.
3: I'm sure we went through the squad not that long ago when when we'd finally made all our signings, and the squad that beat Celtic is just an absolute fucking joke, man. (laughs)
2: It's
3: crazy.
0: Um, At one point, I think quite late on in the second half, uh, Kingsley went to left wing back, and Andy Halliday went left centre back. There's no end to
3: the positions that Andy Halliday can play in, no. <laughs> I think uh, maybe they identified that we needed a bit more energy. <laughs> and Kingsley side absolutely rinsing Richard Day as well. I don't even know if it was like a, a design swap. I just think with playing Kingsley and, and Cochrane as well and then playing Kingsley and Halliday, they're obviously comfortable with one will cover and one will go, but mostly it'll play, play with left centre back or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you think, uh, I'm probably going into a bit. Do you think the the changes themselves were made with one eye towards Thursday night and making sure that we were kind of as fit as possible? Come what should be a kind of much bigger game.
3: Aye, definitely. If you're going to make changes um, in preparation for going to Celtic Park at home to Saint Mirren, is not a bad place to do it. And getting players like Gary McKay, Stevens minutes. I was calling for his head before he scored that goal, and even then, I thought. Still, I don't think he's really done anything in this game. I don't see the point in ever playing Andy they ever, apart from the fact if you're gonna arrest Cochran. It's the only mm-hmm. reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you think about the four that have just come out, Cameron, that they, they could all four of them could go back in on Thursday, Taylor, Moore, Cochran, Woodburn, Junelli. You wouldn't be surprised to see all four of them go back in the lineup.
1: Is Taylor and Moore not suspended? Is, is it, it
3: is it a too much suspension?
1: I don't know. I was I was I would, but that would be the reason he wasn't in the squad rather than being rested. Aye, true. Aye, true. yeah. Aye. But yeah, no. Agreed. I think I think you will see those players come back up.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, right. He's just banned for he was just banned for Saint Man. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: He's the yellow card, so right. that's fine then. Um, Simon Michael Smith, uh, he's been getting a bit of stick, which is no like him in recent performances, and he kind of hasn't helped. Fight his corner on Saturday. It was one of the, the weaker players on the pitch, you could say. Huh?
3: Yeah, I don't think the playing at right wing back helps him. But I think I can't fault the And we always complain about like, players' ability, but no effort. Smith will never not give you full effort, which, fair enough. But I don't think the system fits him. And I think the level at Hearts has maybe gone up a bit. So Michael Smith has not got worse. He's probably just as good as he was. I think just the general standard at Hearts has gone up. So Michael Smith looks like maybe he's not as good as he was and, and then also playing in the system that we, we've we got him in. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think he's a bad player or anything like that, but I just don't think it's fits him right now. I think Taylor Moore looks so much better in that right wing-back slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer looking like Cafu playing next to Popescu. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, if you, when you just watch the highlights back... Uh, almost, not maybe not almost every, but certainly a good few of St. Mirren's attacks came from Michael Smith mistakes. Michael Smith getting tackled, losing possession, just had a very bad day on Saturday.
3: Aye, there was a moment where they had a corner and we were on a break and um, he tries to play it through a boy's legs. And fair enough, if it comes off, it's a tremendous moment, but he doesn't need to do that. He just passes it straight into the St Mirren player and they're right back on goal. And I think that's when they take the long shot that Gordon tips over the bar. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Yeah. So a few similar ones to that as well.
0: Uh, I've all been there. I've had a bad Monday myself. He had a bad Saturday. <laughs> have bad days at the office. Aye. Um, First half in general, Simon. was fucking awful, wasn't it?
3: <laughs> Aye. Aye, it was. It was a pretty fucking dire state. The, the game just never seemed to get going. Um, hearts looked dead Just nothing was landing None of the front three were really clicking It was it was a bit difficult I thought Barry Mackay was maybe the only player Who came at that half with, uh, with some sort of credit He looked keen, he looked like he was driving at players Making loads of tackles The boy can press, he's one of the best pressers In our team um, He gets a foot in as well He doesn't just fly in, he, he doesn't go off his feet When he's defending So I really like Barry Mackay, the more I see him The more, uh, the more I really rate him
0: I completely agree. He's one of the best crossers of the ball we've had in years, by the way. Nick, uh, David Templeton retired this week. This week <laughs> forget. And, uh, you know, it's kind of looking back to that kind of era. Even Andrew Drivers and Suso, he was more direct. But it feels like we've not had a proper winger that can cross a ball since these kind of guys. So, uh, lovely to have you, Barry. Uh, just a shame he cannot finish for shit.
3: Aye, it's the one downfall he is, he is a bit It'll come I think um, How old is he? He's still not only like He's quite young He's younger than us Aye, fucking everyone in that squad Is fucking younger than us Perfect Gordon. He's 26 He's actually younger than I thought as well Aye, so I still think he's got some development That He's playing consistent football For, for, for once really um, So I, I like it mm-hmm. Hope so Because I've seen
0: better finishers at 5 aside at Bower League and haven't they? Jesus Christ. One kind of notable chance in that first half, Simon, quite late on, uh, Michael Smith kind of found himself in the centre midfield, played through Boyce, uh, who took two touches before taking his shot, which was blocked instantly. He, he was just looking uh, like he's kind of out
3: of sharpness, to say the least, wasn't he? You can put your life on Boyce, Faking a shot, or trying a drag back, or mm. pulling it to the other side—every single time, it's annoying. Sometimes you just, and especially that first half, that's what I fucking felt like I was shouting more than ever. Was just shoot. Someone just needed to shoot. It was so annoying. Yeah, no. Boyce has scored fucking—I don't know how many
0: career goals. Over hundred, I think it is. Anyway, that's because he knows where to go. I just loves to just like pull the trigger, eh? Aye. But he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So you were shouting shoot at halftime. I was shouting boo. I thought you were going <laughs> shouting shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it was nil-nil. No, no. And on a cold day like that, that was just not to the type of football you want to be sitting watching. I had three shots all in the box, one on target, 55% possession. Um, and I think I'm still recovering from the cold today. <laughs> <laughs> not feeling well at all here. Uh, second half was better, Simon, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, um, I mean we, we were a bit more relaxed and the two goals helped definitely even though Mackay Stevens' goal was, was well taken but it was dead scrappy we actually missed like a three on one mm. when we were in that position and ended up falling to Barry Mackay on the right who I'm not sure if he was trying to call it to the far corner but he just kind of hit it right at the player in front of him and then that Sorry, just dribbled on to Gary McKay, who was in the middle of the box, put it in the bottom corner really well. Aye, GMS is
0: a good finisher. See if you were to con- combine Gary and Barry, you'd have <laughs> some player on your hand. By the way, Barry McKay's Givens. <laughs> it would be some player. Um, but aye, that was a uh, that was the the goal. Um, you've you've mucked up my run order here, Simon. Um. <laughs> But I, Barry McKay, I've got Claude McAuley levels of finishing. Um, <laughs> Stephen Kingsley, as well as his cross, uh, he had a very solid game defensively and attacking as well. I think down that left flank, um, when he was going wide, the, with Barry on the other wing, like, we're starting to put some really good balls in the box. You just think, we're, we're just set up so strange having Liam Boyce, who's not even six foot here, you know, we're putting all these lovely balls into the box at the time. Yeah. really replay.
3: It can be frustrating when when we boot it up to boys or when we do play in crosses and the only player is boys against like three centre backs. But aye, um, and then almost it seems to be the crossing just falls off a cliff when Dan Dooley comes on the park. But mm. it's say La Vie, isn't it? It's not going to be perfect every time. We're we're picking up three points. Um, but i i thought kingsley's dribbling is much better than I, than i realized yeah. it
0: yeah he's so good going forward right it's fantastic when he went it right uh, craig gordon surprise surprise made yet again like another potential <laughs> saves of the season the triple save at close range unbelievable Cameron
1: he had a tv save as well that's the one that stood out in my mind <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I, I i'm joking um yeah another good game a game that i don't you don't want him to have a good game in, but he did, and he was there again, um, as he has been all season. You just—it's slightly concerning. Uh, I think it points that we are—we do seem so reliant on those saves. I think um, one week it's—he's not going to have a good week, as you just said. Everybody has a bad week at some point, and and you—you you just really got to hope it's not against a team who will put goals away
3: well maybe could we say that last week was his bad week because we ended up losing 2-0 and mm-hmm. it was maybe things that maybe we were being harsh because we expect a lot from, but they're saves that we all kind of agreed that he could have made mm-hmm.
1: let's do that let's let's do that bad games at
0: the event let's put him on I'd say he can do it even better than he did at the weekend if you're listening Craig there's a few shots there you could have just held on to bonus for tips <laughs> Um, the, the, uh, the, the game is still pretty scrappy it seems to be a lot of block shots and a lot of shots off target for uh, uh, one of the uh, kind of half key moments uh, Cammy Revlin's yellow card when he went double footing at a goalie's heat
3: <laughs> deserved a <laughs> yellow I mean he didn't touch him but I, I'm not going to complain about him maybe being a yellow <laughs> just, just if they're every wants to go, I know you never touch them, but that sort of behaviour is not acceptable. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I love when it, it's just that like so biased when like the whole of the week field was like that's never a fucking hell. <laughs> You're sitting there like what it definitely is. <laughs> um, what about Ginelli coming on? Simon here, a good run at twenty minutes coming on for
3: GMS. It's it's a good option to have. He's he's a different type of winger. He's got a lot more pace um, than GMS, but aye, it's difficult to comment on janelli because you expect him just to do something amazing every time he gets the ball, and when he doesn't, you're like, oh, and you almost feel disappointed, but no one else is, so mm-hmm. we can't expect him to, especially when he's coming on in uh, 10 minutes left in a game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, that just leads us on to talk about how wonderful Stephen Kingsley's free kick was, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've not seen many better in the flesh. I don't think. Uh, Do you think that's my... his best one. For me, it is. For me, it is.
1: So yeah, the, uh, the keeper, the keeper's placement was pretty poor. <laughs> 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 actually, I, I actually really did like. I was pointing at that as it went in. The keeper, like he was right on his post, but even if he, <laughs> I think right under that ball, he was not getting to it.
0: Mm. No, I, I don't think any keeper would have got to that. Like the pace on it, the position, and it was millimeter perfect in the top corner. He, he,
1: he took it perfectly.
0: Nice, right, unbelievable. Must have watched it a hundred times at least since Saturday. Um, Benny's
2: injury, Hammy, um, what's the, the latest on that? Yeah, I think Robin Nielsen was saying after the game that he um, he's hopes to have him back for Celtic, which um, would be ideal. It looked a serious and Benny strikes me as the type of player that. He's only gonna go down and stay down if he is actually hurt. Mm. Um when the stretcher came out, I was I was a bit gutted, but I think it was just the ball
3: hitting him. It wasn't like a bad tackle, wasn't it? So I think it's maybe Jardy's knee or something. Do you think we stretchered them off? Because it was like, no, this is the, the healthcare here is free. You cost us fucking three grand a week, so you can <laughs> fucking get on that stretcher and we will carry you off. <laughs> I like to think that. Huh? <laughs> a bit
0: of luxury. As soon as I saw the stretcher coming on, I thought his season was done.
3: <laughs> That's how I was instantly just thought that was him because yeah, he never stays down normally. And um, sometimes we just feel like you can't have nice things. Yeah, I'm still waiting for us to finish sixth or seventh, like waiting for <laughs> like the decline. Well, I was thinking, I don't think we're going to get relegated. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um... might be safe. I'm just reading the Nielsen thinks he
2: will be available. He responded well. Um, He did even say um, the physio goes on and he gets stretchered off. He'll be getting a bit stick tomorrow if he trains. So um, looks like everyone else will be taking the piss out of him because he got stretchered off. Ryan Beard likes telling him, "No, take the stretcher. Get out. don't don't
3: stress yourself. No, he'll be pulling a sicky. Like he'll just be on an exercise bike. Do you think he plays at Celtic Park? Is this a buy or sell?" Am I ruining something? it's
1: not by ourselves, but I would right. say based on based on how lighthearted that seems for Nielsen, I think he, he's he'll almost certainly be in the squad eh?
2: Aye. In the He Even squad mentioned way. that he had a shower, so he must be
1: <laughs> <What> a strange <laughs>
2: interview.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nielsen is the most bizarre interview. Like some of the stuff he goes into detail on and some of the other stuff he refused to comment on. It's a very hard dude. Uh, Aye, right, well, good. Uh, Benny back for Celtic. can, can I can't imagine Benny sitting on the bench. You know what I mean? I don't think he's. Uh, he's like he started every game since we got him. I, and fair enough. <laughs> right, <he> <laughs> yeah,
2: I think we've mentioned it, and Simon, you touched on it as well. But playing those two defensive players, and I do think Saint Mirren was one of those games where we maybe should have changed that up a bit. But um, I, I think it would have been
3: Devlin. It would have taken off for. Maybe a Mac or something. I think um, there's a way you can fit choo, in an extra choo. mid. Aye. <laughs> there's a way you can fit in an extra midfielder <laughs> without changing that back five, which is obviously quite important, but back three and wing backs. And it's you just play a narrow front two and play a man in behind, and you're just playing a triangle at the top. And you can still have those players drift wide and boys come short or whatever, but it's possible. But Because I think if you play an extra three-man midfield and go to four at the back, it's just too much change. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think there's any chance of uh, such changes to try and supply Celtic on Thursday?
3: No, I think no matter what we put on paper, it will be a 5-4-1 <laughs> and uh, it'll, it'll, I think me and Cameron have had this exact conversation, but whoever's up front will be chasing shadows mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll lose 4-0 <laughs>
1: The one the thing, we I mean, we did discuss it on Saturday, I think the one change I'd probably make in games like the St Mirren game when you're at home is probably lose one of the defenders and put in that, probably an attacking midfielder, Aaron <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just, uh, I just feel Craig Halkett, and this is one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of his, because he looks a lot better playing a, a next to two other centre-backs. But you should, at this level, that shouldn't be a thing. You should just be capable of playing next to one centre back in a back
1: four. But in instance. fairness, though, like, you look better talking next to all three of us, so.
0: <laughs> and you look it's a lot And standing next to the three of us. <laughs> no, no. This is true. <laughs> um Well, that was that. We, we played quite poor and we won. And that is a sign of a good team. You know what I mean? On paper, we'll forget all about this game and say, i yeah. I was a comfortable victory. 2-0.
3: Exactly. I bet the players are not bothered about the performance there. It was. It felt like it was just one of those days and it's very easy to come away for nothing with these games. So the fact that we managed to keep a clean sheet when 2-0, perfect.
0: Yeah. Four changes, boom, on the Celtic pack. Uh, full-time, 46% possession. The first time we've been under the 50 line for a while, I think, Cameron. Um 13 shots, six on target in the second half, meaning that for the game it was 16 shots with seven on target. Um, Again, okay, nothing too too spicy there to get excited about.
1: Um, um, I checked out that possession stat earlier for the buy sell and I got 52.
0: I've got 51 as well. Oh, really? oh what? off <laughs> uh, well, that might, you know, what that'll be 46% possession in the second half, I think it is. My apologies. Apple look at. Um, after the game, Robbie Nielsen um, said last season, last time we were in the Premier League, we only won four games all season, um, and then he just moved on to say that we're, <laughs> our home form was really good, um, and our away form is not. Uh, that needs to start improving now to have a really good season, and that needs to start improving
3: on Thursday night at Park. <sighs> Fighting talk from Mister Nielsen. Yes, I'm screaming. Won't get filled again, and the sunglasses are coming off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd, uh, yeah, I'd be so surprised if we... Yeah, anyway, um, in the table. So we were in second place overnight before Celtic and Rangers won their games in hand on Sunday. we are two points behind Celtic now, and uh, who are in second. However, they've got a game in hand. Uh, I, I win on Thursday it would suddenly reignite all our... We're going to win the league, patter, wouldn't it? Like, it would be a huge win.
3: Oh, aye, aye. I mean, I'm, I'm very easy-led, and I feel like a, <laughs> a point would
1: probably be enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We do that with a combination of much as it's always that uncomfortable one, but with well, a hibs win considering they play Rangers.
2: If Hibs win and hearts win, oh champagne's getting chugged in the fridge, like <laughs> <laughs> what would that take us to Cameron? One
0: like one point behind the first, is it? But
1: ninety ninety-nine percent probability of winning the league. <laughs> 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 if, if that happened, Javier would
2: be three points, my Rangers. But it's still be three, as that? Uh, They've they
3: got a hand. game in hand as so. well. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Ah, cool. Still win the league. Um, <laughs> j- just to quickly touch on, because we're, we won't record until after two games, uh, we've got then got Livingston on Sunday. So this really turns into a kind of make or break week where you could get six points and we're suddenly going to win the league again. Or Monday podcast is
3: going to be Nielsen out. <laughs> <laughs> Not two, two difficult games. We've I wouldn't say we've had an easy run, but if you if you sort of exclude that Motherwell away, we've we've not had the toughest run of games recently. We've not played Rangers or Celtic in a while. So mm-hmm. let's see what let's see what this team's made of. It's it's part of the process, eh?
0: That's it. You just uh, since that absolute thumping through in the Tony Macaroni just got a very unsettled feeling in my stomach every time we go there to play. It's a shit pitch as well. Aye. And not not very uh not feeling very good about the next week potentially.
2: <laughs>
0: we'll see. This Me. is where this is where heroes are born.
3: <laughs> Let's get Paddy back for some positivity. I <laughs> I I think we'll pump I honestly think we'll pump Livingston. I only think the like what puts it out in my mind is going from a Celtic Park game on Thursday night to a game on Sundays, it's gonna be difficult planning wise and making sure everyone's mm-hmm. fit and Livingston have an artificial artificial pitch, don't they?
0: Yeah, so, a very bad one. That the whole area uses whenever they want. Aye,
3: exactly. So <laughs> it's never a nice fucking pitch. But I think actual talent wise, if we turn up, we'll absolutely fucking wipe the floor with Livingston.
0: Let's hope so. Two completely polar opposite games. Celtic going to—they're going to be attacking us, pressing us to go to Livingston, who will probably sit back nine behind the ball and try and counter us. Two very yep. different games to plan for, like you say. Hi, just noticed earlier looking at the league table. um, How impressive our goals are! uh, Goal differences plus eleven. Only Celtic and Rangers are ahead of us. The huge difference when you look one down. Dundee United with just plus one. And Motherwell are fifth in the table, minus five goals. Premier tables are wild.
1: Craig Gordon,
0: (laughs) hi Craig Gordon, and uh, here's one for you. Right, who has the most assists? for the
2: season
1: Craig Gordon
3: <laughs> Barry McKay
2: no, no. it will be a GMS yeah, it's GMS
0: GMS has got the most assists this season I feel like he's barely played with three <laughs> Gianelli has two and then we've got eight players with one assist
3: nice but you know I've, I've been impressed we've still managed to score goals even though like Boyce has not really been in the squad so there's only one game where we didn't actually score a goal
0: Aye, true, true. Uh, that was that. I just thought that was quite interesting. Um, Hammy, we normally go to you for a big uh, angry Jambos kickback bit here, but
2: what have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> it's uh, it's very pleasant at the moment. We uh, we won. There seems to be more interest in you and Henderson uh, coming back, and the fact that Kingsley is better than suitor. Everything's quite rosy in the old kickback garden at the moment. Um, I'm pretty convinced that'll change on Friday, Friday morning (laughs) when I go and do my look. But, (laughs) you know, we'll wait and see. These things are swings and roundabouts.
0: Mm -hmm. To be fair to Jambles' kickback, we take the piss at them, but it's very similar to the Broken Hearts podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: think you should shut up.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Camera by our cell, on you go.
1: Oh, here we go. Now, I'm not going to lie, guys. This, across the board, might... Well, no, it definitely is. It's your worst performance. It was awful. <laughs> Absolutely woeful. So I'll run through it. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of no scores in here, oh, no. which is pretty poor. Looking at two U's as well. Oh,
2: um,
1: oh. So we started off with hearts to score over 2.5 goals. Fell just short uh, with two. I've got zero. The uh, the, <laughs> Mac F, the Mac and the Mac and to get some miles. Yeah, yep. we should have, but just didn't build, they? that. Um, a clean sheet. That this one came in. That's really a clean sheet that. Yes, yes, you did. And um, over fifty six point five percent possession. Well, um, estimates <laughs> vary somewhere between forty six and fifty two on that stat. So uh, <laughs> either way, below the uh, fifty six point five marker. Um. So yeah, oh, and, and the bonus was uh, Jarvis to his first night out since becoming a dad and, and he's with us, so there you go. Well done. Just Pat on that. the back. We all sold that one, so none of us got any <laughs> Um What that means is on the week we have uh, Simon and Jarvie with identical choices and identical scores of nothing. Oh. Then up to <laughs> Paddy Hammy and the Instagram community all on one. And then I've just joined the Twitter trade, me. That's me. Um, And them on two. That's as good as it got. Two is a really high watermark. (laughs) And what that means for the running tools is Simon, um, as you've been for most of the season, at the back on 27, up to Paddy on 28, up to Hammy, 29. Then... Instagram on 30 I am up there me and Jarvie leading our pack on 31 and then the runaway leaders were 70% off their choices being correct this season it's Twitter on 38 so yeah there you go still time to call it back boys still time maybe probably not no there's (laughs) no right so on to we've got a couple of games here so um, four questions um, I'll just kick it off with two for Thursday night's game so in our previous two games versus Celtic this season possession wise we had 26% possession at home and then we went there a couple of weeks later in the League Cup and had 28% possession and <laughs> we, we scored four goals in those games hey,
0: bloody hell yeah good.
1: And, and won one of them so there you go um the line I mean I think we're a very different team, but let's see what you think. The line is up to thirty-one and a half percent possession. Oh Jesus.
0: Oh. I'll I'll kick off with a
1: sell.
3: Thirty one percent. Right, Hammy, what's what's the what's the odds checker telling you? <laughs> oh, I'm just uh I just want to have a look. Aye. A Fuck it, I'll I'll sell it.
0: What's the odds on Furuhashi over 4.5 goals?
1: <laughs> I am going to buy, along with Paddy, who's not here and buys everything, so we don't ask him <laughs> anymore. And then, Hammy?
2: I'm going to sell as well.
1: Oh, no. Well, you... leaked, leaked I don't know of why, actually. I'm, 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 I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm looking at three people who, between them, got one point last week, so So I'm the reading champ, so what's
3: your fucking
1: mouth not concerned right now there's been three sending offs in Hearts last four games, two of them for Hearts and the St Mirren one at the weekend right at the end, which Mm. seemed like the most pointless sending off and yellow card for the keeper in the world, but there you go Um, simple, uh, a red card in the game versus Celtic for either side Do you mean for Hearts?
3: It's not gonna <laughs> sell for you. I'm gonna um, sell it. Sell. Yeah, I think Nielsen will be being like he get red carded and sell it carded. obviously not gonna get a red card at Selig Park.
0: No, Always thinking know. about it. I'm gonna buy it. I think oh. uh Cammy Devlin will never have been in a, a cauldron like this before in a I <laughs> think <laughs> <fuck up. head, laughs> his head will explode on Thursday night and he'll get a straight red.
1: Oh, I um, it was it was Cammy Devlin's face that came in my mind when I thought of this, but I, um, I'm I'm going to sell it. I think we I think we get it through clean, and our next sending off comes against Levy. Okay. Um On to the next one. So this one, one question, just on both games now. Um, simple one. Uh, hearts to take four points this week, or at least four points. Sorry, they can take six. I'll still give you the point.
3: Sell. So- yeah, I'm going to sell as well. I think we'll get three.
1: Bye. Yes, mean, I'm <laughs> buying with you and Paddy.
3: <laughs> good, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Like, I hope you're right. I <laughs> like, I'd be buzzing if you were right. Obviously, like, absolutely buzzing. But
1: all right. And here's a, a kind of I tried to do a different one here. So. The last time we played Levy, we won 3-0 and probably that was that game that felt like going on about 10-0 at home. Mm. Um, So the three goal scorers in that game, Michael Smith, Cochrane, and it was a Liam Boyce penalty. That's two defenders scoring in that game. Um, Simple question. A defender to score against Levy.
3: Hmm. Aye. Yeah, it was that mad tweet going about that we've had more goals contributed from defence than from midfield and wingers? eh? hi, yeah,
1: we act surprised, but I mean, it's still Think. that stuff. Like when we got relegated, Craig Halkett was our top goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: it, and you've got Kingsley on free kicks as well, Pierre. I'm gonna sell it, I'm gonna
1: buy it, I'm gonna buy it too. You've got and... five out of 11
0: players are defenders, so if we get a goal. The ratio's quite good. Oh,
1: so you're just playing the odds. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's it. Paddy's bought them all. The rest of us a mixed bag. Scores probably in the ones and twos. But I'll update you next week.
0: (laughs) Superb. Thank you, Cameron. Big week ahead. On the hearts. We'll see you. Cheers, boys, and thank you, Padman Productions, for all your editing time, as ever. I'll need to send you a couple of pages of notes before you even open up this one. <laughs> um, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with By sell. It's uh, at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening through Apple, feel free to leave us a nice review and even five stars. So, until next time, keep washing your hands to the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Woo! <laughs>